everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Welcome to Scare Blast Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Burton, and today I am joined by comedian and actor Miss Erin Rain. How are oh, you? Oh, good. Hi. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here. Oh, I had to come downstairs. Yeah, so it's it so it's a real trek. A for real you. travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She never comes downstairs. <laughs> they scare me, Lisa. Oh no. I find them scary. <laughs> I don't really like them. Except that I do. Like at Halloween time, as you know now, as my roommate of a couple of years, like, I'll just, like, sneak and, like, creepily watch a scary movie that you're watching until I get scared. <laughs> and then I'll be, and then I'll announce to the room, like, I'm scared! And then I leave. <laughs> PG-13 ones. So that they're not too scary. Uh, like, I watched The Ring by myself. I think it's always with, like, strong female leads, which a lot of horror movies have, but... Like, yeah, The Ring, I guess ones that are really popular, that people are like, this was great and it means something, then I'll try to watch it. Can you describe Scream for us in three sentences or less? Yes. Uh, That was one sentence. Oh, no, I've used two. Oh, gosh. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. Now we're past it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Can you rate Scream for us? Genie's out of the bottle. Um, It is a... Self-referential rye comedy horror film that was written by Kevin Williamson in the '90s, and that it like stars a plethora of '90s luminaries, and is one of the. What I didn't remember about it, this is all one sentence, is that it has some of the like it really comments on the like strong female lead trope in horror movies. And it doesn't like turn it on its head, but it just elevates it. I chose Scream because I first saw Scream, it must have been in high school. And then I didn't know I didn't like scary movies. Like I kind of thought maybe I did. And I really liked it. Like I must have seen it at someone's house. That's usually how I saw scary movies. And um, I think I bought it on DVD in college. Oh, and I just really loved Rose McGowan. So that was like a huge part of my relationship to it. And I chose it because I knew it and knew it wouldn't be too scary for me. (laughs) So I knew I could like handle it. What did you love about Rose McGowan? I thought she was so pretty. Like when I was a teenager, I was like, I'm going to look like that someday. Not realizing that like she was supposed to be playing like whatever age I was when I saw it, I'm sure. Whatever. I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to look like that. Which, kids, that's not how it works. She And also, she's so sexy. She's so sexy. <laughs> she's so sexy. She's just like, she was like a feminist, which I liked. And she was just fun. She was really sassy and spunky, which is what I love about ladies. <laughs> and I was in love with her boyfriend, Matthew Lillard. Oh, I yeah. loved him. And they, and well, I mean, we know what happened with him. Spoiler alert. Forty thousand minimum every day. Yeah, that's great. I loved it. Like mm-hmm. watching it again the other night, I was like, yes, I was right. This <laughs> movie's really good. It's just like really fun. And I didn't pick up as strongly on the like feminist overtones that it has when I was a kid. But I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. How about you? Would you are you allowed to rate movies? On I can podcast? rate movies, yeah. You know on whatever scale you want. I'm just not a so Wes Craven is very 
he's the director of this movie. He's yeah. very specific. All yeah. of Wes Craven movies have like a Wes Craven stamp on them, and it's really more of a time stamp. Oh, yeah. So in my, like, I'm not a big fan of the Freddy Krueger movies, Nightmare on Elm Street. They're all, um, they're all camp horror, mm-hmm. which is not my ideal, um, my ideal movie. But because this is, I do believe, a type of scary movie that I can watch every year. Mm. Um, I'll watch it about once a year. I give this one like a B. Okay. Yeah. That's a real solid grade. It's a real solid grade. You're going to still get into college. Yeah. Scream. Absolutely. Yeah. So come on, baby. No man ever saves a woman. Like, women save each other a few times but like you keep like there's always an expectation that like you know the, I feel like in movies like this and in like every movie and in media and in like every fantasy we have because fucking media uh, that like a woman's gonna get pretty far and it's like wow she's really strong but then she's gonna falter and like some guy is gonna like save her or maybe sacrifice himself whatever and that never happens like they they suggested and hinted it about to happen like with the cop, with Dewey. I love Dewey. Love a Dewey. I love that Dewey when she's like running around the house and Dewey comes out and he's like, Sydney. And she's like, oh, thank God, Dewey. But he's been stabbed in the back and he collapses. And we think Dewey's dead and she has to save herself. And then the evil reporter shoots the bad guy and saves Sydney. Like, unexpectedly. I don't know. And also that it pit women against each other, it pit the journalist and Sydney against each other throughout, you know, and then, um, they became friends. They, like, helped each other out. And that Sydney's mom was supposedly, like, real slutty, and that was partly, like, her murder was maybe based partly on that. But then Sydney is like, I have to accept who my mom was. You know, like, I liked that. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to prove that wrong. Like, she couldn't be slutty and still not deserve to be murdered. And they kind of, like, resolve that. It's like... Yeah, she was kind of slutting it up. And also, she didn't deserve to be murdered. Yeah. Yeah. For a show written by the guy who wrote Dawson's Creek. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then directed by um, Wes Craven, right. who... Wes Craven is, is pretty well known for his like female lead, strong female lead characters. Right. But they often are like... They're often like weak in some way, or like, yeah. and I thought Nev Campbell was a pretty strong female. I did character. too, but like complexly strong. Complex in that strong. way, you don't get very often. Yeah, yeah, like Nightmare on Elm Street. If it turns out right at the end that she's failed, right? Like Freddie's yeah. still there. Yeah, yeah, that girl yeah. was dumb. She was dumb. <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of dumb in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that is not because of the writing. I think right. is not prevalent here. I agree. God, I loved it. I'll send you a copy. Bam! Bitch went down. I'll send you a copy. Bam! Sid! Super bitch! You are so cool. They obviously comment on the like, well they comment on everything because literally they have the video store guy actually commenting out loud on all the tropes. I love that guy. I do too. I love that guy and I love that he lives, but not in Scream 2. Sorry about his luck. No! <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> I've never seen Scream 2. Oh! Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Written by the same guy. It was. Yeah, it's a sequel for sure. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Like the, if you're a virgin, you can live, that stuff. And they completely are like, fuck that. And I love that. 
But it, I think it touches on grief a lot, and it touches on PTSD, like, way more than I remembered. I didn't remember that whole subplot about, like, she and her boyfriend used to have sex, and now they don't because her mom was raped and murdered. Like, that's huge. Yeah. And I didn't remember that at all. And they, like, really openly discussed that in a way that I thought was pretty cool. Um, although it's kind of fucked up that then she, like, had sex with the guy who killed her mom. It's pretty messed up to me, her relationship with the Skeet Ulrich character, I agree. Billy. Yeah. Like, because they are together, and they're good, and then they are... And then she suspects him of being the killer. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. And I was like, girl, just get away from that guy I then. know. I know. He's not that great. And she even, like, right after they have sex, she is still in her head about it. You get the impression that she's, like, doing it. In some ways, I feel like I'm overly defending this movie, but I got the impression that she was, like, doing it for herself. She was just like, I need to get over this. I need to have sex. Like, here he is. I'm just going to do it. And then she, like, wants to, for sure. And then after she does it, she's like, wait a second. (laughs) Shoot. (laughs) I don't know. I felt like she had more, like, they discuss at least her agency more Mm -hmm. than in other teen films. Yeah. About sex. I agree. Like, more than, like, American Pie. I like looking at it that way. Yeah. I don't know if I 100% watch it that way. For sure. But yeah. I definitely, I like looking at it that way. Yeah. That she like took charge of the moment and was like, yeah. you know what? I just need to get over this. It's not really about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot better. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I truly love like all the parts Rose McGowan's in. Drew Barrymore's great in the beginning, but it's so scary. Like, I was really scared, and I knew what happened, but she's really, really good. Um, oh, I think one of my favorite moments is Henry Winkler yelling at those two boys. <laughs> it's very funny, because he's, like, such a sweet principal. I can't remember what he says, but he just, like, is barking and screaming at the two boys who, like, wear the masks as a joke. Yeah, it's very funny. He's, He's like, funny. I should gut you. Like That's right. I should gut you. Like. Yeah, all the times when they misdirect maybe the principal's the killer are funny. Yeah, I agree. You know, they shopped this movie around to a lot of different directors, George Romero and oh. a bunch of different um, horror directors, and they all came back and they thought it was a comedy, so they all were like, no thanks. Yeah. Oh, I also love all the shit in the van, like the news van, like where they're watching and it's a 30 second delay. It's so good. It's so silly. I mean, news van guy on the top of the van with all the blood is so gross and sad. And I love that guy. Like, he's just a good dude. He's the good dude that doesn't matter who gets killed in the movie, which I think is also a trope. Um, yeah, his is pretty good. I I like uh, Jimmy. Is that his name? Boy, no, Skeet Ulrich. Billy. Billy, Billy. I like when he dies the last time, when he does the like, <gasps> and she shoots him in the head. That's fun. Um, so I guess that's my favorite. Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Uh, have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. <laughs> <laughs> 
Big no-no! Big no-no! I'm a dead man. Human popcorn. Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. It's a sin. It's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Oh. I would use the exact same cast now in their 40s. <laughs> Slash 50s, if we're talking Courtney Love and David Arquette. Um, just kidding. I don't know that I would change anything about the plot. Like, I really like it. I think it's a super duper horror movie. And I... Um, I don't know. That is one question I didn't think about. Because, like, I would be amazing. Yeah, I want to know, like, what their agenda was with it. Whether it was just, like... You know, I feel like some horror auteurs are interested just in doing something different still within the genre. And I wonder if, like, that was their agenda. Or if they had a more specific like Mad Max Fury Road agenda of like, we really, it's important to us that the women in this film save themselves and save each other and that their relationships are at the forefront. Um, yeah, I wondered about that. And I wondered if they were planning to do sequels or if they just did it. I don't think so. Because the struggle that it was to get this movie made and he only got paid, oh, I forget, it was like, he got maybe like 75 grand for the script, which is a lot of money, but like, yeah. Especially nowadays by today's standards. Yeah. It's like when you can get $100,000 a script right. for a TV series. Exactly. And this was a blockbuster. Like mm -hmm. it just did, I think it just did so much better than they expected. Um, I also want to know if he's pissed about the Scary Movie franchise or excited about it. Because Scream was called Scary Movie initially, which mm -hmm. I think is funny. Um, what other questions do I have? Yeah, I thought that's the main one. Like, was are you are you really cool or are you just like accidentally accidentally cool? cool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's really good. How about you? Um, I would be curious to know. I would be curious to know who Kevin Williamson's ideal director would have been for oh, this. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because Wes Craven, <clears throat> to me. Watching this, Wes Craven is the only choice to yeah. me because Wes Craven already does some self-referential shit in mm -hmm. his other movies. So to me, this was a natural fit where it's like, oh, yeah. Wes Craven, duh, because he's iconic. Then all when all of his movies get put into Scream, then it's like, well, duh, yeah. like we can. Like, he's the one with the rights or whatever, right? Like, yeah. or he's the one who can access those rights better than anyone else. So we should, yeah. you know, you can mention all those. You can mention a bunch of movies in here that maybe you wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Yeah, I wonder if he meant it to be so glossy and, like, you know, Dawson's Creek-ish. I yeah. assume so, since he was a Dawson's Creek, since he wrote. But, like, it, it also could have gone a super gritty direction because it was so self-referential you know what I mean like it could have been like no this is real life this isn't a scary movie this is horror yeah like these are horrible things happening to our friends you know like yeah. that thing which it didn't have that at all 
A lot of the reason that I haven't seen any of the sequels and haven't watched like the now TV show and haven't mm-hmm. is because I'm like, what else do you do with this? Right. It's a perfect, like encapsulated mm-hmm. photograph of the '90s matched with the beginning of that self-referential horror genre mm-hmm. matched with like the kind of the end of Wes Craven. Yeah. Like. To me, this was like a nice cap on Wes Craven's career. Even though I know he did things after this, this was to me his last like great, memorable yeah. piece. Um, I don't know. Scream I, Two is clever. Like this, oh, okay. it's a clever, like stupid, like duh, but clever like twist. Do they still um, do a lot of self-referential? That yes, stuff? definitely. Okay. Do you want to know what the twist is? Um, yes. Okay, it's that it's Billy's mom is the killer, a la Halloween. Um, Whoa! Yeah, because she's like, and she's trying to get Sydney because she's like, you killed my son, and she's insane, and she's also like, and you drove me away because your mom cheated, you know, like with his dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're still on that old. We're on that. Still on that, and it's. I always think it's Jamie Lee Curtis, which would have been amazing, but it's not. It's um, uh, Aunt Jackie from Roseanne, who's amazing. Whoa, I bet. Yeah, she's great. She is great. That mm-hmm. actress is really good. She's so good. She's a Chicago lady. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Do you have anything else to add? No, just that I was really happy to watch this again. Yeah. Like, and it's also funny because, like, it's, I was like, it's scary, but it's not really like I didn't have bad dreams or anything like that like it's so I like I like can't be hard it turns out like I like that <laughs> elevated like we're not dealing with people I don't know once a death happens nobody talks about it anymore yeah you know and like that's easier for me to deal with totally yeah thank you Super for being cool. on my podcast thank you for having me yay and thanks for the pumpkin <laughs>